Hi, I'm Mark, and welcome to Words of Truth Today. Well, Christmas 2020 will be unlike any Christmas most of us have ever experienced in our lifetime. In our area, here in Ontario, Canada, the government has just imposed another 14 to 28-day lockdown. Whew. There are restrictions on how many people are allowed to gather in a home to celebrate together, and that means fewer people will be traveling this year, and churches will have to revert back to their online presence, and businesses are closing their doors. Wow. But what's worse than our social inconveniences is that people all around the globe are facing an uncertain future because of this pandemic. People are concerned about their health and about their employment and about their loved ones, about how this affects the economy and the huge debt that our countries are accumulating for future generations to have to deal with. Feed Ontario just released its 2020 hunger report, and it says that one out of two food bank users worry they'll lose their home within the next two to six months. That's alarming. 86% of social housing tenants spend the bulk of their monthly income on rent. There has been a 44% rise in the number of employed Ontarians going to the food bank over the past four years. In a separate poll, it was found that people were four times as likely to report that their mental health was worse or somewhat worse than before COVID-19. Well, those are pretty serious statistics that should concern all of us. And, you know, I'm not sharing those statistics with you today to depress you or to make you more anxious about anything, but I raise them because I think it gives us a perspective on life. Uh, isn't it interesting that with as much information as our society has, with as many scientists and medical geniuses that is in our world, that none of that has been able to fix our fears and uncertainties. You see, we're concerned about all these things happening in our world today because we tend to focus on the temporal things of life. We're concerned about our life, our family, our work, our friends, and we don't want any of those things to change or to be affected. And yet, I think we realize that nothing in this world ever stays the same. Governments change. Weather patterns change. The economy is always changing. Companies open and close at will. In fact, I can't think of very many things in life that don't change, <laughs> except paying taxes and death. Those two things are certain. And yet, no matter how much we all want this pandemic to be over, the positive thing is that it reminds us of our frailty and our mortality. Those are things that no one can fix for us. And the other thing we're reminded of is that the story of Christmas is a story that gives us hope, both for the moment and for the future. It's in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 16, where we're reminded why Jesus came to this earth. 
when it says, The people dwelling in darkness have seen a great light. And for those dwelling in the region and shadow of death, on them a light has dawned. That word darkness is talking about a deep sense of despair and hopelessness. It's talking about spiritual darkness. You see, sin has alienated us from God. The Apostle Paul said it this way in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 18, they are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. You see, spiritual darkness is living life without hope of anything beyond what you can get in this life. It's living life with the hope that whatever we can get in this life is as good as it gets. And I think we would all agree that that kind of hope is pretty disappointing. When Matthew spoke of the region and shadow of death, that's talking about our present situation as well. Today, we're hearing of thousands of people who have died of COVID-19 and all the mental stress this is creating in people, which has resulted in some people even taking their own lives. They just couldn't live with the stress. But Matthew says that on them, a light has dawned. You see, Jesus is the light of the world. And he came to forgive us of our sins and to give us hope for both now and the future and to give us the assurance that he's with us through every storm we have to endure in life. Well, that's what the name Emmanuel means, God with us. Jesus said in John chapter 16 and verse 33, I've said these things to you that in me you may have what? Peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I've overcome the world. Jesus himself experienced trouble on this earth, did he not? But he's saying to us that even though we'll experience trouble, just like he did, that he overcame those troubles, and so can we. Jesus also said in John chapter 14, verses 27 and 28, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced because I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. You see, this isn't some kind of a false peace that the world offers, but this is a peace that comes with the assurance of Christ himself. It's a peace we can experience even when we're in the midst of troubles because we know that Jesus is right there with us. When Jesus died on the cross, suddenly the world became a dark and dismal place for his disciples. I mean, they were living in the shadow of Christ's death. Their future looked dark and hopeless. But then, when Jesus rose from the dead, well, they got a new perspective. For the very first time ever, someone had defeated death. And now they knew that no matter what happened in life, they could trust a risen Savior to go through it with them. It was during the Thirty Years' War in the 17th century when so many people were dying of a plague and then a famine 
that one pastor in Germany was doing everything humanly possible to help the poor and the dying. Rinkart showed an extraordinary trust in the Lord during those dark days, which is demonstrated in the hymn he wrote entitled, Now Thank We All Our God. One of the lines of that famous hymn reads this, Oh, may this bounteous God through all our life be near us with ever joyful hearts and blessed peace to cheer us, to keep us in his grace and guide us when perplexed and free us from all ills of this world in the next. Rinkart's hymn epitomizes what happened the day Emmanuel was born into the world. He came to be near us, to give us peace, to guide us, and to free us from all the ills this world has. Oh, and one more thing. Personally, I don't put much faith in the government of this world to solve all our problems, but there is a government that we can put our trust in, and it's the government of the Lord Jesus Christ. Isaiah's prophecy says in chapter 9, verses 6 and 7, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Now that's a government I can put my faith in. Merry Christmas. I'll see you next week.